Welcome to the extraordinary world of transformation on the Scorpiology Podcast with your host, Akili Worthy. Every week, we'll get into the ancient comedic secrets of soul astrology and numerology. We will also delve into resolution therapy and other practical metaphysical techniques to help you create the life you desire. It's time to let the magic unfold. Here's Akili. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Scorpiology, the podcast that explores the world of soul astrology, numerology, and comedic coaching. I'm your hostess, Akili Worthy, aka the Scorpiologist. And today we are going to briefly discuss some of the different types of astrology out there and what makes soul astrology a little different. So let's get ready to go deep. Now, astrology has captivated humanity for centuries, providing insights into our personalities, relationships, and life events. Introduced to the world by ancient Africans, also known as the Kemetic people or ancient Egyptians, as some would like to say, uh, and many of us did not know that. Now, in Kemet, their focus when it came to astrology was more esoteric in nature or soul-centered. But there are a number of different branches of astrology out there today, each one with its own unique perspective and approach. So we are going to focus on esoteric slash soul astrology and really take a look at how it differs from some of these more mainstream forms of astrology. Now, esoteric astrology, you're going to hear me just refer to it more so as soul astrology because it really takes astrology to a new level, delving into the spiritual and soul-centered aspects of our existence. It looks beyond the surface level personality traits and really digs into what I call the nooks and crannies of the soul's purpose and the soul's evolutionary journey. While more traditional astrology often focuses on predictions and personality analysis, esoteric astrology offers a profound understanding of our spiritual essence and the soul's evolution. In fact, I just did a reading today, took uh, about two hours and 20 minutes. And at the end, my client said, you know, out of every reading I have ever had, and out of all the many times that I have asked to gain some insight and wisdom or to try to learn some things as, um, you know, someone who seeks out, you know, readings from time to time, she said, this has been by far the most accurate and spot on reading that I have ever had. And I tell you what, that is one of the things that I absolutely love about astrology, more specifically though, soul astrology. So one of the big differences between esoteric astrology and other forms is its emphasis on the soul's journey and the soul's connection to greater cosmic forces. In ancient Kemet, the concept was really taught that the soul 
will always exist. The energy of the soul will always exist. Energy cannot be created. It cannot be destroyed. So the soul, your essence, your spirit will always exist. Prior to you coming to have this human experience, you have life lessons that you sign up to learn, right? The soul makes a decision that, hey, I would like to go to earth in this particular lifetime and learn these lessons. Once the soul connects with the body, then the soul basically forgets everything that it has contracted to do. And then we begin this process of being a soul, right? A spiritual being having a very human experience. Okay. So for me, um, just being a student of, you know, cometicism and mysticism and metaphysics, the soul is such a, a an important aspect of the work that I do. So that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm very much drawn to it. Now, when we look at esoteric astrologers, they believe that our birth charts are not just a reflection of you know, who we are when it comes to a personality, you will learn things about that during the readings that I do. We talk about life goals and, you know, some of those components of who you are, but it's also a blueprint of what your soul intends to do in this particular lifetime. Also in the world of cometicism, you know, there is a belief again in reincarnation. In this particular life, if you have not learned the lessons that your soul has signed up to learn, you get the opportunity to do it again. So when we're talking about what happens as we're we're doing a, a, a soul astrology reading, again, we're gaining some insight into what the soul's intention actually was and what their purpose is in this lifetime. Now, another significant distinction lies in the interpretation of the different astrological symbols and the planetary influences. Esoteric astrology views the planets and the celestial bodies as energetic forces that actually impact our spiritual growth and evolution. So we'll look at the ways that the planets were aligned when you were born and what they may be um you know directly hovering over what they may be square to or what they may be opposite of and we can see those alignments as opportunities for your soul to expand and transform rather than just focusing on predicting events or again describing certain aspects of who you are. Um, I like it when my clients have these aha moments or gain this level of insight in understanding that things that they are going through have meaning. Again, in cometicism, we also learned that souls need opposition 
in order to learn things. Okay, so souls need challenges in order to learn things. And it's not to say that every time you have opposition, it is going to be bad. When we look at day, understand that night is the opposition to day. It's not that day or night is bad. It's not that day or night is good. They are just opposing forces. All right. So the soul learns best when there are opposing forces. Okay. So again, when you're walking around and you're having this human experience, those challenges can seem like things that, you know, can cause some pain and some heartache and some, you know, things to go opposite of the ways that you wanted them to. But again, they can all be viewed as learning experiences. Now, esoteric astrology also incorporates the idea of karma, okay? Acknowledging that our current life experiences are influenced by past life dynamics and the lessons our souls need to learn. So when I'm looking at someone's chart, I can look to see if there are still things that need to be learned or maybe emotional baggage that's being brought into this particular life by things that, you know, were happening in previous lives. Okay. So it it is a very comprehensive view of what your soul is experiencing. Um, again, those hardships or challenges that are going to be faced are really just part of the soul's journey towards greater wisdom, compassion, and self-realization. So, you know, a lot of times in the metaphysical world or when we're talking about spirituality, um, we're always talking about the desire to elevate ourselves or get to a space of just higher consciousness. Well, your soul wants to be able to do that as well. It's it's part of that process or that desire for you to want to do that. And so we want to be able to make sure that you have some of the tools to tap into that. So again, you have those cheat codes that I keep talking about to make this particular life's journey. Um, I don't want to say a little, a little simpler. It may not be easier, but at least it's a little simpler because you have a bit more direction. Now, do know while esoteric astrology offers some very profound spiritual insights, it does not dismiss or negate the value of other astrological sim, uh, systems out there. I think you need to do what appeals to you. So, now we're getting ready to delve into some of the more popular and notable forms of astrology being practiced today. Um, you know, esoteric astrology simply just provides a deeper, again, more soul-focused perspective that complements and expands our understanding. Now, as you guys know, I'm a Scorpio, so you know I like to go deep. It just makes sense. So let's take a look at some of the other forms that you may come across or may be a bit more familiar with as you do research, or perhaps you might just simply be curious.
So first and foremost, we've got Western astrology. It's one of the most widely known and practiced forms of astrology in the Western world. It's based on the tropical zodiac, which divides a sky into 12 equal segments based on the position of the sun at the time of the birth. Now, Western astrology focuses on personality traits, predictions, and the interpretation of planetary influences on an individual's life. Um, When we look at soul astrology, we're also looking at the 12 astrological signs. We're also utilizing the tropical zodiac, just FYI. So not a ton of differences there. Okay, when we, we talk about some of those pieces. The second one that you will hear so much about is Vedic astrology. Oh, even my 15-year-old daughter likes to talk about Vedic astrology. It's also known as Joytish, which is an ancient system of astrology originating from the Indian subcontinent. It's deeply rooted in the Hindu culture and is based on the side reel zodiac, which considers the fixed star's positions. Vedic astrology places great importance on karma and offers detailed insights into an individual's life events, career, relationships, and spirituality. So if you have a true connection to Indian culture, um, this may be, you know, something that you absolutely love and want to know more about. Or if you are heavily um, connected to understanding karma, you really want to get into the midst of Vedic astrology. Even though in esoteric astrology, we definitely look at some of the challenges and we do look at karma as well, there is not a heavy focus right? A heavy centering on karma, just FYI. Now, the third one that we'll just briefly discuss is Chinese astrology. It's based on the lunar calendar, the moon calendar, and it has a history of over 2,000 years. It assigns each year a specific zodiac animal sign from the Chinese zodiac, consisting of 12 animals. I used to love to look at the Chinese astrology um, calendar. I loved it mainly because I was a dragon and I felt like that was the most powerful sign on there. When Whenever I read information about the dragon, I felt like it was right on point. Now, Chinese astrology focuses on personality traits, uh, compatibility, and the influence of elements And then those yin-yang energies on an individual's life. So like I said, I love how each culture has their own specific take on the world of astrology. And even though it was brought to the world by ancient Africa, like I always say, every culture is going to connect with astrology in some shape, form, or fashion. We all see the stars and the planets above us, right? So again, putting our own, you know, seasoning and our own cultural components and 
you know, sprinkling in some spiritual aspects or for some of us, some religious aspects, that's what, you know, creates that individuality. That's what creates that diversity. That's what brings um, things home and makes them feel good to us, right? So I love just the fact that there's so many different types out there. Now, the fourth one is horary astrology. Horary, hor- <laughs> it's a hard word to say, horary <laughs> Horary astrology is a branch of astrology that focuses on answering specific questions based on the time that the question is being asked. Now, you want to talk about something that gets down to the nitty gritty. It utilizes a chart cast for the moment of the particular question to be able to provide insights and predictions. Now, horary astrology is based on the principle that the astrological chart of the question reveals the answer and the outcome. So if you're somebody that's really into predictions, you want, you know, specific questions answered, this might be your ticket right here. I also hear so many people talking about the fifth one which is whole sign astrology. It's an ancient approach that uses the whole sign house system for chart interpretation. Now, in the system, the entire sign of the rising becomes the first house. Okay, so the entire sign of your rising becomes the first house. So there is some ability for this to be more variable based on who the person is getting the reading. And then each subsequent sign occupies its own house. So the cusps or the boundaries of the houses align with the beginnings of each sign. So that is a little bit of a a different setup than the way that the 12 houses are traditionally set up in the sky, right? So again, this one adjusts based on the ascendant or the rising sign, which is pretty darn interesting. Um, Whole sign astrology has a couple of advantages because it's pretty straightforward. It provides a clear connection between the signs and the houses. It makes it easier uh, to understand some of the dynamics between the different areas of life. It also emphasizes the importance of the rising, okay, of the rising sign as the entire first house represents the individual's overall identity and approach to life. So again, in some areas of astrology, like when I look at soul astrology, yes, we absolutely look at your ascendant, but we look at that as, um, you know, a portion of who you are that plays a big role in your life's purpose. Um, Your rising sign has a lot to do with what your purpose, um, what your soul's purpose is, what your soul has come to do. In the whole life astrology, right, they're looking more so at your overall identity 
um, where, you know, your son normally would be your overall identity or your son is going to be more like your father and your moon is going to be more like your mother and your rising is, you know, going to, to take on a different role. So in whole sign astrology, um, your ascendant is really, you know, your overall identity and the way that you, you know, focus on life. However, it's important to note that, of course, different house systems, including that of whole sign astrology, can yield different interpretations and emphasis in your birth chart. Some astrologers, some some astrologers, excuse me, out there prefer other types of house systems that take into account the precise degree and minute of the ascendant. Or sometimes they'll look at the midheaven, which is where um, kind of the highest point in the sky that the sun was at the time, you know, of your birth for a more nuanced analysis. Now, I know I've had readings where the astrologer said, okay, this is at the 28th degree and this means money or this is at this particular degree. Um, When I do readings, I don't look specifically at the degrees to be able to point out different things like that because this is a different type of astrology or a different type of reading when we talk about soul astrology just FYI. Now, the sixth one we're going to talk about is psychological astrology. It's a branch of astrology that focuses on, you guessed it, the psychological aspects of an individual's birth chart and the correlation between astrology and human psychology. I love the fact that we can combine these things. Just love it, love it, love it. Um, It explores how the planetary placements the aspects and the patterns in a person's birth chart can reflect their personality traits, their motivations, any unconscious patterns that they may have, and psychological tendencies. Now, in psychological astrology, the birth chart is seen as a symbolic representation of an individual's psychological makeup. So it looks at the placements of the planet's in specific signs and in specific houses, as well as the aspects formed between them to gain more insights into a person's inner world, um, the way that their emotions really run, any kind of defense mechanisms that they may have, and potential areas of growth. Now, this approach is pretty cool because it encourages individuals to explore and understand themselves on a deeper level really getting them to recognize their strengths, um, their areas where they're most vulnerable, and any types of unconscious patterns that might be influencing their thoughts, their emotions, and their behaviors. It can certainly provide very valuable insights into relationship dynamics, personal struggles, oh my goodness, all the life transitions that you'll have, and the overall journey of self-discovery and self-realization. Now, by far, when I think about all the different types of astrology out there um, outside of soul astrology, this one is absolutely my favorite because I love the inner workings of the human mind. Um, So there are plenty of components of psychological astrology that align with my personal views. Um, The 
differences between soul astrology and psychological, you know, astrology um, are not numerous, though. It's just that soul astrology tends to go beyond a person's psychological makeup, and it focuses more so on the spirit and the soul dimensions when it comes to astrology. There is, again, a goal to understand an individual's soul purpose, what the soul's evolution is going to be, and what the different energies are behind the astrological symbols, as opposed to me just understanding your personality, your motivations, and any psychological patterns. Um, also, I have a really strong connection with soul astrology because when I was in my early 30s and I started feeling like um, I wasn't doing what I was purposed to do, the only thing that felt like, and I will say, spirit, give me the words, the only thing that came to mind as something that was going to heal the crisis or stop me from feeling the um, the level of anxiety that I was feeling about not doing what I was supposed to be doing or being out of sync with my destiny was to understand my purpose. As soon as I was able to gain some insight and clarity about what I felt like I was purposed to do, it was like an incredible weight lifted off of my shoulders. Also, when, you know, people look at statistics, um, you know, when they ask people, if you had the ability to have a conversation with God and ask one question, what would it be? The vast majority of people, the overwhelming numbers of people say, what is my purpose? So I just believe the soul astrology um, really gives people the answers that they are looking for if purpose is really at the core. However, if you're not somebody that really believes in a soul or you don't believe in spirit per se, then this may not be the route that you want to go now. And that's what makes astrology so incredibly beautiful. There are so many different forms out there and each one can give you what you need because it offers its own set of unique perspectives, techniques, and applications. So you can explore different dimensions of your life and gain insights into the various aspects of your own existence. And if you find a form that you're really comfortable with, you find a reader that you really enjoy how they give you the information and it lines up with what you've seen in your life, then that's a person that you can continue to have conversations with. Obviously, you're going to continue your process of going through different twists and turns. And so having conversations with someone like your astrologer or someone like a spiritual coach or someone who can give you some insights that allow you to look inside yourself um, can be just so extremely beneficial. So don't think that if you choose to get a reading, 
that it has to be a one-time thing. That choice is completely up to you, but don't allow astrology to just be something that's simply novelty or something that you feel like can't be extremely useful. Um, The most profound insights that I've had, the most um, life-shifting, life-altering decisions that I've made have come after having conversations with a reader or a coach, pretty much. Those have been the two places where I've had the greatest movement. And for that, I mean, I <laughs> I can't say anything else other than I'm so glad I chose to become an astrologer and a coach. So there are so many different things that these metaphysical tools can be used for when you think about helping um, your life. And, and like I said, helping you create a little bit more of a roadmap. So if you are interested in getting a reading or just learning more about these topics, you can head over to my website, scorpiology.com. That's S-C-O-R-P-I-O. L-O-G-I-E dot com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at that same name, Scorpiology. Next week, we will talk about exploring your sun sign, which I like to call the essence of your soul. You don't want to miss that one. Until then, Ashe. Thank you for joining us. We hope these insights and tools have ignited a flame within you inspiring personal growth, healing, and transformation. Keep exploring, evolving, and harnessing the comedic tools available to you. And remember, you are a limitless being as soon as you decide to be. Goodbye for now. <laughs>